Get ready. Hello and welcome to College Talk. My name is Beth Brandon and I will be your host today as well as most days. Uh, Today I'm by myself. I usually like to have someone else with me, someone who is currently working, um, doing research about, or attending a post-secondary institution, just so you get uh, more opinions, more research, um, just more viewpoints on what's going on in the world of college. So let's back it up just a hot second here. When I say college, I mean everything from trade schools and community colleges who offer those six to nine month certificates, apprenticeship program, things things like that. Um, from there to an associate's degree, whether that is an associate's in nursing and you're going to go and jump right into the career field, or it's uh, associates of arts that you plan on transferring to zip off to a four-year college and get that bachelor's degree. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Usually, this is pretty focused on seniors and their journey towards post-secondary education in whatever form it might be. So usually, I'm focused on seniors, but today, juniors, this one is all about you. We're in a pivotal moment of the year where we start to see seniors are getting those award letters and they're figuring out where they're going to go and they're making their decisions and then they graduate. And they leave, and they go do the thing. Um, And then it's your turn. You're in the spotlight, right? You're the the big folks on campus, you know, for all intents and purposes, from, you know, the the point in May when the seniors are done until the point in June when you're done with however many snow days you've had. Um, You're kind of like the new seniors. And I think it's important to put yourself in that mindset in terms of college right now. So what we're going to do is focus on spring, and we're going to talk about uh, the junior schedule and some things that you can do now to set yourself up for success in the future. And then we're going to talk about the dream senior year run-through. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Um, And then we're going to get real because dreams are cool, but, you know, life gets in the way of living. And then I'm going to help you figure out um, some resources to make all those things move a little more smoothly on, more smoothly on your way through. So let's go ahead and jump right on into that, uh, the end of your junior year, looking at the spring. I'm going to pull a couple things. I do have checklists for students who are at my school if you want them. Some things from the winter focus section and then things we're going to go through the spring one. So two things right off the bat. Something you can do is is setting up a 20-minute meeting. Um, That's once a week, maybe twice a week, depending on how you and your parents feel you you need to do that. Setting that up with your parents or family, guardians, etc. Maybe it's a teacher, someone that you want to have involved and invested in that journey. So what that is, is it's 20 minutes where they get to ask you whatever questions they have about your college going experience. You know, how are your applications going? Are you looking at what scholarships are available? Um, Have you sent your transcripts? Have you met with your counselor? All those questions that you might get peppered with multiple times a week and you kind of give so-so answers and then they ask again and they're always checking in and it's, it's kind of frustrating, right? And on the flip side of that, parents, guardians, family members, teachers, mentors, etc., when you have to ask a student those questions a million times, it is also incredibly 
frustrating. Exactly. So what you do is once a week, maybe twice a week, you set up a 20 minute meeting where you both can sit down and ask all those questions in that time frame. And the other person has to answer well. Not a one-word answer, unless they're asking a yes or no question. Um, be specific, and don't go into it with the negative feelings, right? Um, if if everything goes well, and, and you know the student is giving the answers that um, the parent, guardian, family member, mentor, etc., you know that they're they're asking good questions, and they're also responding with answers that are really good and um, providing the help that the student's looking for, then those twenty minutes should be the only time that you really have to get together and have those kind of long and sometimes stressful, a little tedious conversations about. Uh, the college going process. Now, I think this goes for both sides. If it doesn't go well, you know, it's okay to figure out a new strategy. This doesn't have to be the end all be all, but I think that's one thing that's really helpful. Uh, two, practice for your SAT, people. Sometimes a hundred points is the difference of a thousand dollars in merit scholarships. And that means you, the only thing you have to fill out your senior year to get one of those merit scholarships is your application. So it's really important to do well on your SAT, and it's really important to start focusing on making sure that your GPA is as high as you can you can make it be. And that might happen by taking AP classes, right? With that weighted GPA, that might be something that you need to do. So some things you can start to do now that you are jumping into the spring. Um, we just went through daylight savings time. So the first thing on this checklist is continue using Khan Academy to practice for the SAT in April. Um, having the highest score that you can get is so important um, for A, getting into the colleges that you want to get into, uh, and B, uh, making sure that you don't have to take, even at a community college where you know, you'll be admitted, even, even if your GPA and your test score um, aren't as high as you'd want them to be. Um, but you might not start out in credit-bearing classes. You might have to take credit recovery classes and then you're paying for, I don't know, three credits that technically aren't going to show up on a transcript or get you any farther uh, through college. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're focusing on the SAT. It can help both you know, financially with those merit scholarships, it can help you just get one foot in the door, and it can help keep you from having to pay for classes that you're not gonna use. I mean, you're using them because you're like learning how to do well in classes that will get you credit, but I mean, I'd rather that you just study and be able to do well in the classes that'll get you credit right off the bat. Um, you should have a list of colleges that you're interested in to start checking out over the summer, spring break, and that should include a reach, a match, and a safety for multiples of those colleges. So what I mean by REACH is a college or university uh, whose GPA and test scores or you know their average requirements are a little bit higher than than what you what yours are or um, maybe you don't meet every single qualification but you meet a few. So something that's you know you're kind of reaching for not the stars there but like the top shelf at Meyer, um, and you've kind of got to get up on your tippy toes and use the very tips of your fingers right. A match school is something where you do fall on that average. Um, you know, maybe you're a little bit over the average, maybe you're just a touch behind it, um, but you know, you, you fall right into a really good spot on that bell curve. So you're pretty sure you're gonna get in. Here's the, then the last one is safety. Here's the thing about safety. I think people think like, okay, it's like the, the you know, I don't know, 
school that, you know, has really low standards, etc. Maybe it's a school that offers a lot of financial aid. Maybe it's an in-state school and all the other schools that you're applying to are out of state. A safety school is going to look different for everyone. And so figuring out what that is for you means you're going to have to take a little time and do a little bit of research. The reason that we suggest, um, when I say we, I mean like most advised Michigan College advisors, um, and more importantly, Dr. Patrick O'Connor. He is a college counselor, and that is something that he has kind of uh, used and shared with us um, to help students have options. So your match school and your safety school, you might think that's your, your plan A and your plan B, right? Um, And then all of a sudden, boom, your reach school comes out of nowhere and you get a huge scholarship because you play the bagpipes. I don't know, something weird. Sometimes that happens. And all of a sudden, whoa, the reach school is A, the most affordable, and B, the one that you really, really, really love and want to go to. Um, And that ends up becoming your plan A. But at least you had the options of the other two. In April, you're going to take that SAT! Um, that's going to be a long day, right? You've done the PSATs, you have a pretty good understanding about, of it, you know, about what it is, um, and you've been practicing, which is great. You also have a whole, almost a whole year more of school, um, than you did with the last test that you took. You're going to do a great job. Once you get those scores back, you can look at your GPA and the test scores that you have to see if they match up with your college choices academically. How? Well, I have a couple resources. Um, One is a paper copy that I have, again, at my school for my students. However, what I'm going to do is share a website that I love to help build a college uh, interest list, and we're going to look at that, and you can actually see the average test scores and GPAs that they require on that website, so it'll get you all set up for that too. So you can see what colleges you match up with academically. Talk to your college advisor about the FAFSA, or the free application for federal student aid, um, with your college advisor, counselor, um, someone in financial aid at your local community college. Talk to them about that now so that you can um, take home all the information about what you're going to need so you can kind of start gathering that over the summer. Um, the reason why I suggest this is October 1st, if you get that FAFSA done right then and there, I mean, it just makes the process so much more smooth. It's just one less thing that you have to worry about around, you know, all those different holidays and, you know, in during the fall, like during homecoming, you know, when you want to be enjoying your senior year. Um... This one's really specific to Michigan, but I think it can be generalized to all states. A lot of states have those earlier application deadlines. Usually November 1st is a good one. Um, And so make sure that you know what you need to have done and by when um, before summer starts, because then you can start writing those essays over the summer. Um, Then you can, you know, on those rainy days when you're not going out and doing fun things outside, you can be hanging out and um, listening to the rain pitter-patter on your window while writing an incredibly moving application essay. I mean, nothing sounds better. Um, And then, of course, throughout the summer, start thinking about what colleges you can visit. Um, That is a great time. Even if it's a, you know, 30-minute drive to go see college, that's when it's going to be the best time to do that.
So that would be kind of the junior fall. Now let's talk about the dream senior year scenario. Okay. It is August. Um, you've enjoyed your summer. You had a great summer job. You made some money. You saved it some for college. Yeah, smart. Um, you are in, in August. You started your applications um, for a lot of the colleges you want to go to. Um, you're gearing up for the start of the school year. And um, maybe you even have some of those applications done. Boom, September hits. You're back in school. You're meeting with folks. You're learning how to send transcripts. You send those transcripts to those colleges you've already applied to in August. And all of a sudden, you're done with the college application piece. So you're kind of hanging out for the rest of September. Maybe you're checking out and finding some of those fall scholarships that people aren't usually prepared to apply for. And you're already starting to build up, uh, you know, scholarship padding for when you're ready to go to college next fall. October 1st hits. You've got all your FAFSA stuff ready from taking stuff home and the information that you got uh, in the spring of your junior year. You've already got that all together. You and your fam get the FAFSA done by October 3rd. You've got all October to, you know, your applications are done. The FAFSA is done. You're just working on um, maybe some applications for scholarships. You're enjoying time with your friends and you're enjoying homecoming, um, you know, different sports. Maybe you're in band. You're enjoying all of those things without having to worry about those really big stressors. Uh, so November 1st hits. You've already got those deadlines. They're well underway. You're able to, in later November, start to respond. Uh, you know, maybe you got invited to a scholarship competition. Maybe um, they're asking you to come to an admitted student event. And you have the opportunity because you don't have to spend your Saturday working on college applications. You can go and visit campus and get free lunch and have people give you tours and so much free college gear. Things get opened up when you do them early. All right, so it's December. Um, you're hearing back from some of those more intense colleges that you've applied to. You've heard back from quite a few other colleges you've applied to. But ultimately, you're enjoying your winter break. You're not struggling to get applications done and, and you know, freaking out about other other things. Like, you know, can I send my transcript? Will they the school send my transcript over winter break when... You know, the folks who work at the school are also at home enjoying their winter break. Um, those aren't things that you have to, to worry about. Okay, so we're back at school. It's January, February. You're starting to get financial aid award letters for, to the different schools that you um, applied to. You take them into your counselor, your college advisor, a teacher you've been working with, and you read through them and you figure out which school is going to be the best for you financially. Um you start taking that into consideration. You look at different schools. Maybe you use your spring break to go and check out some campuses. And May 1st, you already know what school you're going to. That decision day process is easy for you. Um, since you prepared early, you've also known that you have to save for a housing and enrollment deposit, which you saved for and you were all A-OK -okay and ready to go. And you pay that. Your seat is saved. You're ready to go. And you can spend the last month of your senior year with your friends enjoying it um, and not worrying about all those college things buzzing around. It's pretty nice. And in the meantime, you know, during those downtimes in January, February, etc., you're applying for scholarships. It's perfect. That is the dream. But like I said, we know that things don't always work out. So what do you do? Well, you have to know your resources. Who should you talk to? A counselor? 
a teacher, if you have a college advisor, talk to them. Call the schools. I know it seems weird and kind of scary to call them up and have that phone conversation with them, especially if you don't really know 100% what to say. But they're the ones who are going to have the best answer for you because they're the ones you're filling all the stuff out for. They know what they want. They know what they need. That's the school. Get it right from the source. They're going to answer your question and they're going to help you out because they want you to be successful and that starts by feeling at home. Um, and, and if that's something you don't experience while you're working with someone on that campus, maybe that's an indicator about, you know, should you or should you not go there? You can Google things or say hey siri can you take me to eastern michigan university's website and you can take a look around their website sometimes a well-worded google search uh, can get you a lot farther than a conversation with um, a trusted adult mentor who just doesn't know anything about the school you can type in you know eastern michigan university admissions and the first thing that will come up is their admissions page and if you have questions scroll all the way down to the bottom boom there's their phone number um, give them a call. It can be as easy as that. It seems really daunting, but you've done it before for other things that you want. Um, just kind of apply that knowledge of finding, you know, uh, troubleshooting things for video games or walkthroughs for video games. You can Google those. You can Google um, how to and where to apply to a college. Absolutely. Um, I think one thing to think about, too, is that everyone's college timeline is going to look different and everyone's abilities to go do different things, um, you know, to, to take a weekend off of work to go visit a college campus. Those things are going to look different. And so when your school uh, tries to bring in opportunities for you to talk with someone who goes to that school, um, etc., just things like that, take hold of those opportunities and use them. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves as a college advisor is to have a college rep come in and ask at the very end of it does anyone have any questions and everyone just gives them like the terrifyingly blank stare of doom um you know and some people were politely like no thank you like no i'm good i'm okay i'm good, I'm good. like oh my gosh ask those questions because you know they're the ones who are going to have the answers you can ask me later or you know your advisor your counselor absolutely but i don't work there I don't work in admissions. I'm not the one who's reading your admissions documents. That person is. That's your chance. That's your in. I mean, they're literally handing you a key and saying, check it out. Do you want to take a peek at, you know, get some more info about what's going on here? And you're handing that key back when you don't ask them their questions. Um, I'll tell you what, these folks have endured really intense parents on uh, college and campus tours. You asking some questions about what the food's like, asking questions about, you know, can I have a car on campus? Those are the kind of questions that they love because they're real, they're personable, and, and they're things that you should care about, and they're things that can really impact and influence if you want to go somewhere. So don't miss out on the opportunity to ask those questions. Okay, let's get searching. I talked a little bit about this uh, at the very beginning of this podcast. Go ahead and open up your web browsers and type in Big Future, B-I-G-F-U-T-U-R-E, dot college board, C-O-L-L-E-G-E-B-O-A-R-D dot org slash college hyphen dash, whatever you want to call it, 
search. So bigfuture.collegeboard.org slash college hyphen search. That should take you to a web page where you can start inputting the things that you want out of college. So for me, I want a, this is me as a senior in high school, okay? I want to be in Michigan. I want to go to a school with a graphic design program. I want there to be the opportunity to play intramural sports, but I also want there to be music organizations, so I'm going to also click on the fact that I want there to be a radio and a jazz band and some other things that I'm interested in. I want it to be a four-year public, and I want to be able to live in the residence halls. Click. It's going to pull up every single school in Michigan, because I specified that I wanted it to be in Michigan, that has all of those things. You know, so you can really, really focus in on what you want, and if you can't get to a college campus and ask all those questions, they do have some of that information on there. You can see what tuition usually costs. You can see the percent of students that get financial aid. You can see the breakdown of, of students, you know, the ages, the, um, you know, genders that folks identify as. You can see uh, the breakdown of races on that school. And so if you want to make sure that you're on a really diverse campus, figure that out before you set, you know, set foot there. Figure that out before you pay that enrollment fee. Um, you know, those wants and those needs and the opportunities that you want to see yourself having in college are really important. Um, set yourself up for success there, you know. So start using those resources and start planning ahead. Well, I'll tell you what, I really talked your ear off. This was supposed to be a tiny talk, but I want to thank you for hanging out and sitting through it with me. Um, and please, as always, Thank you so much for joining us here on Get ready. College Talk.